0: Welcome back listeners to another episode of Yeah, I Said It. And as you guys well know, when I do the program on Fridays at this time, it is Yeah, I Said It, also known as Breakfast with Big Swa. What's up, Steeler Nation? Hopefully you guys are maintaining and keeping your head above water, as they said on good times back in the day. For you millennials, you don't know what good time, the fantastic Norman Lear show. Keeping your head above water, making a way when you can, temporary layoffs, good times. I'll stop singing. I'm just a little bit happy. I'm happy because it's a happy Good Friday. I want to wish a happy Good Friday to everyone out there. I also want to dedicate this show to my late grandfather uh, who passed away on Good Friday. Uh, so I want to I want to dedicate this show to his memory. So happy Good Friday to everyone out there who observes Good Friday. Happy Easter weekend weekend to everyone who observes Easter. Happy you know resurrection weekend, resurrection Sunday to anyone who does observe. So I want to thank you guys for that. I want to give thanks for that. Also, before we jump into the program, if you want to contribute to the show, make sure you hit the like button. That always helps us because what that does is that pops the shows and behind the steel curtain up to the top of the queue when you do a search for Steelers. Also, subscribe to the YouTube and make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well. That's why I always say tune in, tell a friend and subscribe before we jump into the content of the show. want to give a big shout out to Jeff Hartman, the editor of the program and we got a special guest on this particular program, so I want you guys to stay tuned for that. Also, want to give a shout out to the Oracle of the website, Dave Schofield, Lil Bro. Bro. I want to give a big shout out to Big Bro, who's Ben? Brian Anthony Tavis, and Tony Depio? And as you can see in your feed and in YouTube, the title of this program is Yeah, I Said It Steeler Nation Must Be Patient with Big Ben. Now, I know being a card-holding a card holding member of Steeler Nation for almost 50 years, that patience and Steeler Nation don't go together. I know it's a huge ask for Steeler Nation to be patient. Hell, Steeler Nation wants to fire Mike Tomlin every single season when they don't go 16-0 and, and they don't win Super Bowls. So asking for patience is a big ask. I know it's a big ask, but but I implore you guys to be patient. And I know it's a hard ask for a couple of reasons. One, last year the quarterback play was abysmal. Well, let me just say if, if I don't want to use I don't want to use abysmal cuz they did win games. But I don't think you could say they won games because of the quarterback play. Let's just say it did not meet the standard. Using the term of Coach Mike Tomlin, it did not meet the standard. It was below the standard. So I know you guys are impatient and don't want to have any patience for Big Ben because you're starving. The nation is starving for quality quarterback play. Number two. Because the Steelers have not made the playoffs in the last two seasons, and because that guy that used to play up north is now playing down south in pewter uniforms, you have no patience. You will have no patience for Big Ben. That Steeler Nation will have no patience, and they will want Big Ben first game out throwing for 500 touchdowns, or excuse me, 500 yards and five touchdowns. A third reason why Steeler Nation will have no patience with Big Ben, but they should, is because Steeler Nation watched a wasted championship defensive effort last year. The turnovers, the sacks, the improved secondary. Riddle me this, Steeler Nation hasn't been giddy about a defense a Steeler defense since the last time the Steelers won the Super Bowl in 08, which was 12 seasons ago. So Steeler Nation is impatient because Steeler Nation finally feels like it has a defense worthy of the name The Curtain and a defense that is worthy or capable of winning a championship. And lastly, Steeler Nation is is not going to be patient because of the emergence of the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. That there is an MVP quarterback in the division, and it's the Ravens. So Steeler Nation is always impatient in general, but when you add these four things, and on top of that, the Ravens having the MVP, the Ravens, I believe, going 14-2 and two or 13-3 and three last year, being the one seed, and the Ravens being really good, that just adds to the level of impatience for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, and if and you got to mitigate some of that, you, you, you've got to mitigate that. Now, I want to jump into some of the reasons why Steeler Nation must be patient with Big Ben. And, and Big Jeff, you want to hop in because I want to ask you these questions and I want to see. If my special guest on Yeah, I Said It, if Jeff Hartman wants to hop in. And I want to ask Jeff these questions in terms of why Steeler Nation needs to be patient with Big Ben. What's up, Jeff? I see you behind the curtain. behind What's the What's what it? The behind the gray door? Is that what it was? It's a white door, <laughs> but it's a gray wall. Behind the gray. Well, you know, I don't want to go into specifics <laughs> on that because we will get banned if I jump into... That reference, but I know Brian Anthony Davis knows that reference. I'm sure very well. You know, we might get banned in the south if I, you know, go into that reference. Um, So let me let me give you a couple of points that I had, Jeff, in terms of why Steeler Nation must be patient with Big Ben. Number one, and this is why I was texting you guys this morning about the dates as to when he played last. Ben Roethlisberger last played in a National League in a National Football League game on September 15, 2019. And according to you guys, it'll basically be about a year before he will suit up for a regular season game. And for that large reason, Steeler Nation has to be patient with Big Ben and the Big Ben that they see, especially early in the season because he has not played football in a competitive contest, it will be for close to a year.
1: Yep. I mean, should they be patient? Yes. But don't you agree that the the team itself and Ben Roethlisberger, especially they don't have time for him to be, to be patient. The guy's 38 years old and he's coming off of a season ending injury. I understand you said it on our show on Wednesday, give him a year. You're gonna, so you're going to give him a year? So what if he is mediocre at best? You're saying that's fine. Mediocre is fine. Because I view this team as a, they need to win now. They have two years to win a Super Bowl, in my opinion. Two years. You can't take forever. I'm not saying they're going to bench Ben, but I mean, patience can't be a full season. I'll say that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that's the problem is that they don't need, like, they're going to need to be patient. But they don't have the ability to have any patience, and it's and it's a and it's a tough it's, it's it's a tough position to be in because this is the NFL, you know this is in high school, this is playing quarterback at the high, you have to play quarterback at the highest level to win a Super Bowl, and nobody's going to wait. And as Tomlin says, the NFL is like hopping on a moving train. And but at the same time, the expectation can be there, but there has to be some patience in him working himself back. I mean, it's been a year, and I'll riddle and riddle me this: I don't think any of us can take a year off of doing anything and have the realistic expectation that we're going to do it as well as we did when he did it a year, when we did it a year prior. And I'll just take you for example, Jeff you know, let's, what's today, April, was it, 13th, April 10th. 10th. Okay, don't hit a golf club. Don't hit a ball, golf ball, until, you know, put your clubs down until April 10th, 2021. And I'm going to guarantee you that, you know, your accuracy, you'll spray balls, you'll lose some distance, all types of stuff. Your golf game is going to be severely impacted. So the realistic thing is to be patient with your game But like you said, I don't know if they have that level. They can have that level of patience. But that's why I'm urging the nation to be patient. Let me ask you this, Jeff. I think the level of patience that the nation will have will largely be due to how well they start the season. So if they can start 3-1, and but he suck, it'll be okay. If they start 1-3... and and he sucks, then it'll be a full on forest fire.
1: Well, the the problem that you have is that let's say to use your situation three and one, let's say the defense is winning him games, it's ugly, Ben's erratic, he's not making throws, it doesn't look good. Then everyone's saying it's okay, we'll be fine once Ben comes around. Well, the problem is, is that, and people have said this in the live chat already today, is that we're used to Ben starting slow. That That's not new for Steeler fans. He normally takes about three to four games to kind of find his rhythm. However, what if I told you that he's probably throwing more now than he ever has going back to his early days because he has to get his arm in shape. So in terms of throwing the football, he might be more attuned to life in the NFL right now than he has been in, I don't know, the last decade. The problem is, is that if they come out and they go one and three and he's throwing ducks and it looks awful, Guard the bridges, as we always say. Guard the bridges because they are going to be looking for them and they're going to be thrusting themselves off of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, to your point, me having played baseball for a ton of years, it's different. And and so I, I liken this to hitting in the cage, right? I can go out into the batting cage and I could hit just drill balls all day in the batting cage. Why? because I know the exact speed and pretty much where the ball is going to be every single time. That has no correlation to me being successful in a game where a guy is going to change speed, change location. I have no idea where stuff is going and the pressure of playing in a competitive environment. So it, it it's... You know he'll be in better shape. Where I where I will agree with you, Jeff, is he will be in the best shape that he has been probably in the last ten years, arm wise and probably body wise. He'll feel fresh and frisky. Let me give you another reason why. But let me let me say one more thing. I, I think I if if as a fan, if they started one and three and he played erratic, I can deal with that. Right, I, I can deal with that. The thing that would scare me would be, let's say they start three and one, four and zero, right? But he's not in a position to really do much, right? So the running game is winning the games, the defense is winning the games, but you kind of still don't know where he is as a player, and you're still trying to figure that out. You know, I want them to kind of find out where he is really quickly so you can then manage games around that. I'd be really scared. I'd love the wins, but I'd be really scared if if they don't have an idea where he is physically and what he can kind of do the more you go into the season. Am I off there?
1: No, I, I, the perfect example is the reason why Ben wears number seven. Look at John Elway in the waning years of his career. He was not the, what he was when he first came into the league slinging the ball around the the strong arm thrower. That's going to just put it in the smallest windows. What did they do? They won with defense. They won with Terrell Davis TD in the backfield. And they just leaned on that over and over again. It's almost, it would almost be cyclical for that to be the Steelers MO again, based on the fact that that's what they did well when he started. You think back to those few first two years where it was Bettis and then it was Parker, it was the running game, it was occasional throwing, and it was a suffocating defense. And that's how they won. If they have to go back to that, I'm fine with it. The, what we've talked about before, and you said this last week on your show, yeah, I said it, Ben's going to be Ben. Will Ben take a back seat and say, you know what, if we're running the ball well, let's say they, they – I know you're going to laugh at me when I say this, but what if Derek Watt is a fullback that's used a lot because James Conner runs well behind a fullback? and they are running right down people's throats, and that's their M.O.? Is Ben going to be that guy that says that's fine as long as we're winning? That's the question. And I think you, I know what you're going to say.
0: Well, I mean, the only thing that'll make Ben be that type of Ben is if his body forces him to do it. I mean, sometimes we're put in a position where we can't do what we want to do, so we've got to figure out another way. But it's interesting. That's a great point that what's it like? You know, life is full circle. What is, it? What is, that? What is that cliche about?
1: Something about life, full circle?
0: everything comes full circle. See, I'm bad on cliches. If you're just now tuning in and listening <laughs> to me, I'm bad <laughs> on names and I'm bad with cliches. So that would be life comes full circle, that you come all the way back around to where Ben was. Let me give you another reason why Steeler Nation has to be patient with Ben. And you being an ex-athlete and you being a coach, I think you understand this uniquely. There's self-doubt, right? I, I think when we think of athletes, We think of athletes as supermen, guys that just put on the cape and they just go out there and they make it happen. But you've been around enough athletes, you've been an athlete yourself, there is self-doubt. The self-doubt monster is huge. And I will guarantee you, the self-doubt monster is eating dinner at Ben Roethlisberger's house with Mr. Electronic Football Man. So every time Ben trains, Mr. Self-Doubt is out there as well, running routes with Ryan Switzer. Mr. Electronic Football Man, and that's a huge deal, is before you can do it and you can prove that you can do it again, this is his arm. This isn't his pinky. This isn't his toe. This isn't his ear. This isn't a concussion. This is his arm. Regardless of what he tells you about spin rate in the football and chips in the football and all this, there's a level of self-doubt there that when he takes that hit, Or when he has to let it go in a clutch spot to really force this tight throw in there, can he do it? And the self-doubt thing is huge. And that's another reason why Steeler Nation has to be really patient with Ben as he gets back. What's your thought on the aspect of self-doubt and patience?
1: Uh, it's real. It's it's real for the everyday. It doesn't have to be a professional athlete. Let's say you're a slow pitch softball player and you pull a hamstring running the bases. Guess what? Like You feel like you're fine. You feel like you can go. And next thing you know, you're rounding first base. You're trying to turn that single into a double. What do you think about? Oh my gosh, is my hamstring just going to pop and I'm going to be a <laughs> like sideline again? It's like the same pop. for Ben. I like that sound. And I, th- I think that one thing with Roethlisberger is that And people have used, I've heard interviews with people that have torn ACLs, professional athletes, like especially football players. And it's the first time they make that hard cut on that knee. And they're once they do it and it's fine. It's like they get over that mental hurdle. I think this is one of the reasons why I am the Steelers when the preseason rolls around. And I I said this last night on the preview and I'll say it again. We're always going to talk as if there is a 2020 preseason that there is a 2020 season. We're not being insensitive, We're not being insensitive. We are just creating content. So I would say that Ben is going to have to play more in the preseason than he has in the past because they need to get some of those jitters out early. You don't want him going into week one, whoever that game is against and wherever it is, not knowing what his arm is going to be like. He has to get hit. Even if it's just a couple bumps, he has to feel that small window. Can I really – fire this thing in there. That's a question that he's going to have to answer on his own, but why not do it in the preseason rather than when the games start to count?
0: Here's the thing with that, Jeff, and this goes to my third point. Self-doubt and health are tied together. So the self-doubt goes into his health. Is he healthy? I'm having self-doubts about health, my ability. I think all that is tied in, and that's all tied into the recovery. And the reason this is very difficult and why a Steeler fan has to be patient is – It's how do you manage this? Because he has to wear a red shirt. There's no OTAs, right? He will have to wear a red shirt in training camp. So it's how do you keep his arm healthy and fresh, but yet build his confidence out to minimize the level of self-doubt that he may have while returning? So he may have to use these early games, As a way to kind of work it out. And Jeff's point, and that was my other point, that was going to be my fourth point, is when you tie in COVID-19, you tie in the elimination of OTAs, the uncertainty around training camp, his lack of experience with his receivers, Washington. He has some experience with Washington, but Washington has changed. And you can't assume that Washington runs routes the same or you throw it the same. So there's a reacclimation process with Washington, and he doesn't really know Deontay Johnson really well. So all of that has to happen really quickly. And on top of it, with COVID-19, that may actually happen in games. It may not happen in practice because, I mean, what's your thought, Jeff? Do you – is the most important thing keeping him healthy – and letting that acclimation process happen naturally as they play? I would think the number one thing is you got to keep them healthy. They'll get acclimated as they play. You keep them healthy. When the season comes, you just practice. Maybe you throw more. You have more throwing sessions after practice, stuff like that. How do you think they're going to manage all of that? COVID, lack of practice, keeping him fresh as well as getting him re-acclimated with the offense and his offensive weapons.
1: Well, I'd say about it being healthy. Number one is is paramount, and I agree with you 100. percent I think that the NFL teams are getting really creative right now, and rightfully so. Um, we all know what Zoom meetings are now. By now, if you don't know, that's obviously where you can have a great number of people in on a meeting. If I'm Ben Roethlisberger, I'm talking to the Steelers and saying I want to coordinate a Zoom meeting with anyone that could be catching a football for me in 2020. And that's electric electronic football man. That's Eric Ebron. That's Vance McDonald, all those receivers that you just named and then including any rookies. And I think the biggest issue that you have when you have a quarterback that's not really is when they don't read the same things when it comes to defenses you see it all the time when there's an interception, like, man, where was he throwing it? Well, he read one defense and the receiver, another, some of that stuff can be done virtually. I feel, and they could be doing that right now. We don't know. Um, There's nothing against the rules for them to do that. That's totally legal for them to do that, but getting on the field and, and him realizing, okay, when Deontay Johnson runs a five yard dig or when he is going to, when he, where does he like the ball with the back shoulder throw? Because the way that Antonio Brown caught the ball, is maybe not the same that Deontay Johnson, where he wants that ball placed. James Washington, where was he like? These are things that take physical repetitions. So if they're smart, and I think that they are, they're not dummies, they're going to start to work on some of these things already. And the fact that Eric Ebron in an interview said that they've already sent him some some materials to go over and that they've been having some virtual meetings tells me that they are in the process of preparing for 2020. I think that, Ben, it's going to take time. I think that... I don't think it's going to take as long to get physically acclimated as some people think I'll put it that way.
0: I think he'll be physically right. Like I think he'll be physically right. I think it's everything that you described and I've been describing. It's the actual game stuff and getting the reps in and that takes time. And when you talk about self doubt, you talk about recovery, um, his health, um, you know, just small stuff like, you know, after throwing a ton you know, what's the recovery process? Like, how is his arm going to act? How's his arm going to behave? You know, how's he going to maintain his health over the course of a training camp, over the course of a season? When you add all these factors in, this is why I'm saying that Steeler Nation has to be and must be patient with Big Ben, that this is going to be a process. And the reason why I came up with this topic on the show, it was Wes's, um, I think Wes, I don't know how you pronounce Wes's last name, Wes Hickok, Hickok. Yep. When Russ brought it up about, he expects big Ben to be right in, in two games. Forget mm-hmm. about it. It, it. it it It's not going to happen. I, I, I could prescribe to that thought if COVID-19 wasn't impacting everything, but even then, I mean, things just change. That's why you have training camp. That's why you throw constantly with players because players change, you change, your arm changes, how it comes out of your hand, how it's spinning, how they run their routes. I mean, everything changes, so that's why you have to have those physical reps that is going to be so difficult for Ben to get with COVID-19. So when you add up COVID-19, you add up he hasn't played for a year, self-doubt, you know, how's he going to manage his health, the red shirt, how they're going to acclimate. There's a lot of moving pieces that have to be situated before Big Ben comes back and if he's ever the same Big Ben. So the you know, so that's why I'm saying the Steeler nation has to be patient with the recovery of Big Ben. and that I think early in the season, the Steelers are going to have to lean on other areas to make plays consistently. For the Steelers to win, I think the worst case scenario would be okay, Ben, you're back. Game one, put on the cape. We expect you to be seven again. We want you to be seven, that guy again. That's why I've been pretty adamant on the fact that they need to get another running back. Like everything needs to be on point to really support Ben at the start of this season so he can acclimate and get comfortable and hopefully be the big Ben of old. But I know asking for patience. From fans <laughs> is impossible.
1: What if we're what if we're all wrong? What if we're all wrong when it comes to what Roethlisberger to 2020? We'll say Big Ben 2020, Bionic 2. Big oh, Ben. 2. ben. 2. 2. 2. What if we're all wrong? What if we're all wrong? And what I mean by that is what if you know everyone's saying he's gonna come out and want to throw it 70% of the time? It's gonna be 70 to 30. What if we're wrong? And what if Ben realizes if I want to win a championship and maybe my arm can't throw it 70% of the time for 16 games, what if we, they come out and they are a more balanced attack and we're seeing maybe this is what I'm trying to say is what is the new norm? Because for me, I'm looking at this and saying it's a, it's a clean slate because I have no idea what this big Ben 2.0 2.0 is is going to be, no one does. We have, we've, we've seen him throw one football, one, the throw, as we call it on the show, <laughs> that the throw. throw, but that's it. I think that's it. We as fans have no clue what this is going to look like. We don't know if Matt Canada is going to somehow impact the offense. And what is that going to be? We don't know. Is Randy land going to return for 20 from 2019 to 2020? Cause I didn't call him Randy land in 2018, by the way. He, he, did, he did a pretty good job. They had the best red zone offense in the NFL. Randy Landmaker, these are all unknowns. And that's fun about this show. It's fun about our content. It's fun about our platform. But in the reality of the season, shoot, no one knows. I mean, what is the new norm with Ben moving forward? That's a great question.
0: And I love the the, uh, the phrase or the description of bid from King Hutchinson. I don't want to bite anybody. I'm not a biter. I'm an old school MC. I don't believe in biting other people's lyrics. I write my own lyrics. I don't have a ghost writer, but I love Ben Squatch. I love that. <laughs> I think Ben Squatch is the greatest. That 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 is right on point, Ben Squatch. But you noticed that uh, Jeff Hartman uh, cut his beard. So because right. Ben uses the JH Twenty One products,
1: he you should. Will
0: see, you will see Ben shaving his beard very soon. But I think you you hit upon. I think you hit upon something really, really spot on, Jeff. What is the new norm? And you know what it takes to figure out what the new norm is? Patience. It takes patience because it's going to take a while to figure out the new norm. And Dave Schofield, the Oracle of the website, had a question. Will the QB play we saw in 2019 lower our expectations of Ben? No way. It will not. It will have no impact on Ben. When Ben gets back after that first throw, when we saw Bionic Big B spin that ball in the gym, oh, the expectations are the same. That Big Ben is coming from behind the curtain with the cape on and the Kylo Ren mask, like how you like me now. I've got the force. Get on my shoulders. I'm the man. Big Ben is back. Come on, man. That's like me. That's about as unrealistic as me asking the fans to be patient. But I think fans should be patient on what this Big Ben should be. But we will not be patient. And the expectations for Big Ben will not change. When your salary cap hit is as much as Ben Roethlisberger is, your expectations is that you go out and you ball. And like Wes Hickok said, two games, baby, that's probably going to be the expectation of most fans. It's going to be two games. What's your expectation, Jeff, of Big Ben? Do we see the 2018 Big Ben with the 5,100 yards slinging it all over the yard? I mean, what's your from a statistical perspective? What do you what, What's your expectation? What does it look like if you want to look into your Hartman crystal ball?
1: it's not going to be that right away i'll tell you that right now i think the first four games you're going to see as close to balance as you ever have before unless they get into a situation where they have to sling it to get back in it you know uh, where the play dictates the ratio but i i think early on they're going to want to make sure that ben is mentally like you said in terms of the self-doubt he's mentally okay that he's capable of making those throws and capable of Uh, you know, just getting back into the groove. That's why for me, I think four games is when we're going to be as close to finding out what the new norm is as we will, because that's going to be what dictates a lot about this team is that new norm that we just talked about. So for me, I think that early on is going to be a lot of typical or as close to balance as possible. Now, the second half, that's a different story because if Ben starts to feel good, Ben's telling Randy, hey, I can still sling this thing things might change, but it all depends on their success. Like you said, they start one and three. Yeesh. Not, not good.
0: Not good. I don't, I don't disagree with you. Let me, let me add something to what you said. Now on our standards and standard, I said a year and you were like, what a year. Yeah. They got two years though. What a year. Now a year might be much, right? I'm going to go. I'm going to go eight to, I'm going to go about eight games. I'm probably going to go about half the season, eight to 10 games. And, I I think they're going to try to protect Ben early and they're going to be more balanced because I think what they want to do is they want to keep hits off of Ben because they don't they won't know how that arm is going to respond to hits. Not that it was probably from a contact injury or not, but they're going to want to keep hits off of his body. And I think they're not going to want to put him in position where he has to go out and win games early because of self-doubt, because of that self-doubt and getting Reacclimated to everything, the speed of the game, managing himself every week, all that. I think they're going to take their time. I think after eight games, they're probably going to take the training wheels off. But I think they're going to always be looking for what they think is the right opportunity to take the training wheels off so they can go full go. But I think they're going to be as patient as they can be with Ben as they work him back. Because I think the big thing is the week-to-week grind of the NFL and how will his arm hold up during that grind of the season when you're practicing and playing. And, like, how's that going to work? And so I think they're going to take – they're going to use that football with the microchips and the spinning of the ball or the spin rate and all of that stuff to kind of see where his arm is.
1: It's, it's going to be, it's, we're going into the great unknown, man. The great,
0: the great unknown. unknown. And what does that require? That requires patience. patience. And that Which requires patience. That. Cause, yeah, because when you're uncertain, you can't even take risk, right? You, when you're uncertain, you just got to be 100,000% conservative. And as, you, and as you minimize the level of uncertainty, then you can start taking some risks. At this point, I don't think they have a lot of answers. When it comes to Ben. So that's why I'm talking about why Steeler Nation must be patient with Big Ben. Give Big Ben some time to come back and be Big Ben. I think Steeler Nation has been patient largely. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Do you think Steeler Nation has been patient with Big Ben over the over the course of his career, or do or are they as bad as I am when it comes to Big Ben? Have, or they are as good as you. When it comes to big Ben with the seven big Ben jerseys, has the nation been
1: patient with big Ben? I think there's a happy median between the two of us. Um, I, I think that the majority of the fan base realizes the good and the possible possibilities that come with Ben. And those are those games where he throws for six touchdowns, 500 yards, but they also know those games like the five interception game against Jacksonville in 2017. They know about the, the red zone, Turnovers like against Denver and against uh, Atlanta was a home game in 2018, I think. Um, so there's a good and the bad, and there's good Ben, there's bad Ben. Um, I, I think that most fans are pretty patient with him, thinking that he's always going to be able to turn around. I remember there was a time in his career when if the Steelers had the ball in the fourth corner and needed a drive, even if it was just for a field goal, you kind of got this feeling we got this. Like we got this. It's fine. I don't know if we have that feeling anymore. Yeah. I don't It's know. been, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've had that feeling of, okay, they get the ball in the fourth quarter. If they need a touchdown to win it, Ben's got it. You know, I don't know.
0: You know, and I know, you know, we do a show on Sunday, the Homer, the hater. And, and a lot of that hater nature that's in me is born from, you know, being from Pittsburgh, being from Manchester, being from, you know, a neighborhood very close to the stadium. I mean, like, you know, I come from a prove it neighborhood. Like you got to prove it. Like, okay, you know, we'll see when we see. And so, and I will say this to your point about being in the four quarter comebacks and stuff like that. I can remember my dad, my dad called me out of the blue, man. It was out of the blue. You know, I talked to my dad all the time. I mean, we were just talking and he called me after the Dallas, I think it was the Dallas Cowboy game. Um, early in Ben's career, it was either the Dallas Cowboy game or, or the dolphin game in the torrential downpour. I think it was a dolphin game in the torrential downpour. When Ben brought him back and threw the touchdown late in the mm-hmm. dolphin game. And he called me and said, we got a quarterback. We have our guy. We've got a quarterback. We are going to win some football games. He's the man. He's the guy. We've got our guy. This is our next guy. And right now, We've got to be patient because we don't know who this guy is going to be when he gets back. We hope we know, we hope we know what he's going to be. We're using anecdotal evidence to assume what it'll be, but we don't know what it'll be, and that means that the nation has to be patient for this bin 2.0. But Jeff, you got anything else you want to Jump into you want to tease for the site or anything? Yeah. Well,
1: no, I mean, Dave Schofield, deputy editor of the website, brings up a really good point about what we're talking about. He said, once we know the schedule, it will be easier to know what to expect and when based on key games, which by the way, the schedule release is normally the week before the draft, which would be this upcoming week. It's normally the third, it's normally Thursday, and they normally make a big to do now with COVID-19 I'm not so sure. I didn't know the Hall of Fame game. They said that as of right now, it is staying as a scheduled date. They're not pushing any dates back. Don't so, buy your tickets. I'm not saying – I'm just saying, and I'm not, <laughs> we're not getting into that on the air. Um, what I'm saying is that I wouldn't be shocked if the NFL says, we're we're rolling out the schedule, and we'll adjust on the Yeah, fly. they'll
0: roll out the schedule. They'll, they'll, they'll roll out and, the schedule. I think they and have so when, you, they, when they When
1: they roll out the schedule, let's say their first four games, because they're paired up with the NFC East this year – and the AFC South, I think. Um, so let's say the first four games are against Jacksonville, Cleveland, Washington, the Washington Redskins, and the Dallas Cowboys. Those are your first four games. You're looking at that saying, well, three of those are winnable. Four, You could win all four. I would say that the Steelers would probably be favored in at least three out of those four games most people would assume that's a pretty easy stretch to start the season. You can kind of temper your expectations based on your schedule. Do you agree?
0: I do agree. However, I don't agree. I'm kind of in the middle. I mean, you just never know, but yes, I think the logic is sound and you are correct. They play the AFC South and the NFC East. So, um, so yeah, you are right there. And to Dave's point though, and I I think it was a good one. I, I think, Steeler Nation will also be patient, I think, if the early games are NFC games that they lose. Steeler Nation would not be patient if they played the Ravens early. And I'm going to say it like we say it in Pittsburgh. If they got blew out in those early games against a divisional opponent, like let's say they start the season and play Cleveland and get blew out by Cleveland. it's, It's high to women and children. If they start another season and get blew out by the Browns, oh, it's high to women and children. So hopefully they won't start out with divisional games, which will make it even easier for Ben to acclimate and get back and for Steeler Nation to be patient. But overall, Steeler Nation has to be patient. The NFL is a very tough game. Playing quarterback is the toughest position, and – When you're coming back from a season-ending arm surgery, I mean, there are going to be struggles, so Steeler Nation has to be patient in the return of Big Ben. They just have to be. The level of expectation I think should be tampered down and just let this guy come back, play football, and see where it is. Very. This could be very where the end of it, and if it is the end of it and the Steelers never win another Super Bowl with Ben Roethlisberger, hell, they won too. There's not a ton of teams with two Super Bowls. He's had a Hall of Fame career right now. I mean, look, he's playing with house money. I mean, he's had a a well of a career. I mean, you would trade his career for most careers in the National Football League outside that guy up north or that guy down south now named uh, Tom Brady. But with that, Jeff, if you don't have anything, I'm gonna go ahead and close
1: it out. I do want to make one quick announcement. Dave, by the way, says that they pushed the schedule release back to May 9th. So he moved it after the draft. I think that's a smart decision by the NFL, see where things are at that time and then gauge it accordingly. So that's one thing I want to mention because we just brought that up about the schedule release prior to the draft. They pushed it back to post draft. That's fine. Um, For people that listen to our show on audio platform, you might've noticed there's been a change the past few days. Uh, normally our shows get pushed out on audio platform at 4 AM Eastern time so that everyone has it when they wake up in the morning, you might've been saying like, holy cow, where's the standard is the standard I'm used to listening to it on Thursday morning. Cause it shows it airs on Wednesday night. This is an issue I'm having with YouTube right now. Okay. If you're watching live on YouTube or you on YouTube, you're fine. Everything's normal. But it's taking a ridiculous almost 24 hours to completely process the video and then I can rip the MP3 and move it over. So it's just gonna turn into a new cycle. Most of the time, our podcasts aren't getting published till closer to noon, in which case every episode will then follow that cycle. So until that changes, until YouTube figures out what's going on, I know I've gotten emails from them about, there's more people on YouTube because more people are at home and more people are using their service that it might have slowed some things down. Maybe that's it, I'm not sure. But if you're wondering what the heck's going on on the, on the audio platform, that's it. It's not me, it's not Lance, it's not Dave, it's not Brian, it's it's YouTube, period. So as we simulcast things, it's just part of the business. Just know the episodes will be published, just be a little bit later. More reason to set up your notifications on any platform. So if you follow us on Spotify, if you, you can set up your notifications so that you get a notification whenever there's a new, Lance is pointing that it's my fault. He's a liar, it's not my fault. Just say no. So I just and want to make that clear.
0: The, I was trying to get the finger <laughs> wrong, but I'm going to go ahead and conclude the program. Jeff, want to thank you for hopping on, and as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe.